Welcome back. We are back in the uh, the midst of Love Shabachalos. Uh, I hope everyone remembers all the intricate details from last week. I'll, I'll re- review them in one sec. Uh, the plan for tonight is this is going to be last year on the ninth Shoresh. The shear is divided into really two basically disconnected parts. Um, I just want to show you the complications of Love Shabachalos uh, and the um, the ways the Ramam sort of thinks through them. Um, and you can really see how important Lav Shabachalos is to his conceptualization. And although this is trickier and I can't really prove it, I think, I think it's pretty clear that, um, that it sort of came into the, thinking, the thought process along the way. And we were able to see, at least in the, especially in the first part of this year, some real development in the way the Rambam is thinking. It's rare, this is like a rare case that I, that I know of where uh, we can recover different stages of the Rambam's thinking, even over and above what we already recovered last night, last week in terms of the different stages. Um, so just to, just to remind ourselves, there are three definitions of Lav Shabachalos. Um, the first is a implied prohibition, right? Michlala Itmar. That was the first definition the Ramam gave. Um, we, the second one was a lab that covers multiple prohibitions. Lotofu right? Adam was our prototype. Um, and the third one, which was really divided into two, was when you have one do not with several attached objects, like don't do X and Y. And the Ramam said there was, that itself was divided into two. We call that 3A and 3B. 3A was where don't do X and Y, but X and Y are just one mitzvah. And don't do X and Y, where you're high for each of them independently, um, and you get, and then you get two mitzvah, right? And just to refresh our memory, the first, um, the first definition is very, is the first one the Ramam offered in, in the parish of Mishnah. It falls out in the Sefer Mitzvos, and was only really mentioned Derech um, Agav in within the third definition. So one and two are in the Parish Mishnah, and two and three, both three and three B, are in the Sefer Mitzvah. Okay, so what I want to show you tonight, the first half of this year, is one very um, tricky example for the Rambam's thinking. Um, and what's cool about it, um, it's, is that it's amazingly obvious that the Rambam changed his mind about this. And not just about the details, like this led him to change the count of the mitzvos. Um, so it's a sort of uh, very interesting and very unique case, I think, where it has such broad ramifications for um, not just one mitzvah, but in fact five different mitzvos. Okay, so let's um, let's start counting mitzvos in the psukim, and we'll see we'll see what they get us. Okay, so this is a, in the, the psukim about about nazir. So the first, so we start off miyain v'sheichar yazir. Right, the the, um, the 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 nazir. If you want to become a nazir, so you have to become a nazir from yain, wine, and other intoxicants that we assume halakhically pertain to wine. So that would be a mitzvah. What would that be? That would just be a mitzvah. Would that be what kind of mitzvah is that? That's an asay, right? That's just straight up asay. If you want to become a nazir, this is how you do it, right? Mitzvah asay, fine. Chometz yain v'chometz sheichar lo yishteh, right? Fermented wine and. Um, other fermented products, he cannot drink. What's that? Yeah. Sounds like a low tasse, although it may potentially be a lavshbachalos, potentially, right? Because they're two separate items with one attached, do not. Fine. The chol, that's one. The chol mishrat anavim lo anything soaked in grapes, that's sort of um, how we understand that, is another lo yishteh, that's two. Va'anavim lachim v'yeveshim lo yochal, lo yochal, lo yochal, Yochel, right? He should not eat um, dried or um, wet, uh, moist, I guess is probably a better translation, grapes, right? So I guess no raisins, 
um, and no wet and, and no just regular fresh grapes. So that would be another low tasse, apparently three. Um, call and this is where the this will get tricky. Call Yemei Nizro. So throughout his entire um, period as an as a nazir, mikol asher yaasem gefen hayayin, from anything that comes out from gefen hayayin, mecharzanim vaad zag. I don't know what that means. Those are um, what we like to call hapex. They are unique words in Tanakh that um, don't appear anywhere else. We generally are interpreted um, as the skin and the um, pit of the grape. Right, so I think that's what the puzzle seems to be doing, going from like the in, outside of the inside, or the inside or the outside of the um, of the grapes. Lo yochal, right? You cannot consume that. Okay, so what do we do with that second pasuk? That second part of the that I guess really the second pasuk here. Call him in his row, right? How do you um, how many how many mitzvahs is that? Right, if we're if we're, we're really now this is like a great example of how the Rambam's processing here, right? We have call him in his row. So that's whatever, that's just a statement. Anything that comes out of the grapes. So is that, what, how do we interpret that phrase? What does it sound like? It sounds like lobster bachlolos, right? Covering, well, well, I guess it depends how you understand lobster bachlolos. It's a lobster bachlolos insofar as it covers, seems to cover many things, potentially, from anything from the skin to the pit, meaning the entire grape, Part of the grape, right? You could understand it as um, implying something else, right? That it, um, right? Not just the things that are expl- ex- explicit in the pasuk, but even everything that's called shayasem yigefenayayin, anything that's a grape product, right? So it could be impl- more implying. That's number um, two, and number one. It, or that's sorry. That's definition number one. It could cover many things, or it could have a lot of clothes. I mean, um, insofar as it's two. Like it's X Y with one do not statement. So it's different from the, the phrase before. That's a separate question, but I don't know the answer to that question. That's a good question, also, right? How does it exactly distinct from um, grapes? That's a that's a question. Uh, maybe those are whole grapes. I don't know. That's a question that you have to that we have to ask when we're learning Nazir. Um, and I would uh, I would have yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Okay. So how do you count those mitzvahs? What do you treat that as? This, this last phrase is our problem, but it really impacts our interpretation of, as Rabbi Eisenman notes, of the entire um, Nazir Yisurim as they pertain to the grape products. Okay. Now, we have another couple data, data points here. One is a Mishnah in Nazir. says, Right, that's um, part of your problem because it's all grapes, not just dry and not both. Um, the skin. Um, I can't remember which one's skin and which one is which one is skin, which one's pit. Um, okay, so now we have another set of data points for the Rambam's eyes, where you get makos for each, at least four of these things, right? Um, the Gemara adds the fifth one of um, anavim, two kinds of anavim, right? So now we're up to five. So how many mitzvahs would you get? Would it be if we have five? If we have five sets of makos? How many mitzvahs is that? What's, we have, this whole thing is based on one-to-one correspondence between prohibitions, onesh, and, and mitzvos. So it should be five. Right? Should be, so we should have five mitzvos. What do we do with um, So that's going to be the Gemara's problem. So the Gemara here tells us, it's work number three, both dry and um, moist grapes. Okay, 
Type, I guess, one species um, and two different shemot, however that be translated, terms and names, subspecies, not entirely clear. Um, one species, but there's two shemot. Okay, that's sort of a general point that is not so relevant for us immediately. Then the Gemara goes on and um, skipping a little bit says, Amar Abaye, Achal Chartan Lokeshtaim, Achal Zag Lokeshtaim. Okay. You take one and you get, you eat for the very last part of the Pasuk. If you eat Chartzan or Zag, you would get two punishments. And if you eat both of them, you get three, right? As that's because that's a Lavshab Chalos Shita. That's the Shita you do get punished for them. Rava Amar, You only get one punishment, right? Based on at least within that um, position. That's how we, that's how the Raman Pasuk is. You get one punishment. It's, you only get punished. Once for eating Zag and Chartzan. Okay. So, wait a second. Why would you get, why would Zag and Chartzan be different than um, the other Isurei Nazir? And how are we going to figure out how many Isurim to count here? Right? What is the Lav Shabbat here, and how does that impact our enumeration of the commandments for the Rambam? That's the first question that we have to ask. Okay? People see the, the problem? Right? If we want it to be separate Chiyuvim, right, why, right, is it separate chiyuvim? And then, therefore, we maybe you could, I guess there's two separate, there's three different really ways you could go about this. You could figure out a way to count each one separately, right? And you're not quite sure what to do with the lavshu b'chalos here. Um, you could, I guess, put that in 3b, where you have uh, different punishments for each thing. You could say there's, so you could say there's five. You could say there's one, right? It would all be subsumed under one, and we'd have to figure out what to do. We maybe wouldn't pass him by that, like that Mishnah, that you get punished for individually. Or maybe you could say, which is we, which we, not, not going to, I don't think the Raman ever thought, um, or at least didn't entertain in writing, that um, the first ones, the, like the first Pasuk, you'd get independent punishments, and the later, the later one, you would get um, only one punishment, because that's a Lapsh right? So either we have the, either we treat this as a Lapsh and therefore you only get. Um, one punish one punishment, or you treat them as independent isurim, and then we're not quite sure what to do with this lavshulchalos statement. Okay, that's the, the Ramam's problem here. Okay, so here in the Parish Mishnah, which is our in our in our lengthy discussion of the Parish Mishnah, the Ramam tells us the sixth part, the sixth kind of law that one is not get punishment for. What we saw this last week, lavshulchalos in lokin alav nilman this is a implied prohibition, right? Not explicit, but implied. Right, implied. We should know that already. But Mashal Bezeh, and he gives one example of um, the Korban Pesach, and the second one is the Nazir. But you don't get punished twice. Once for Zag and once for Kolashar Yasem Yigefen because that Kolashar Yasem Yigefen implies the part of the grape. Okay? So that would therefore would be considered a lab Shabachlalos. Now the Raman continues, Ela Imkain Amar Beferush. But if the Torah had told, told us, Mikolashar Yasem Yigefen Ayain Lo Yochal, if there was a separate Lo Yochal on Kolashar Yasem Yigefen Ayain, and then there was another one, Mikhartzin Vadzag Lo Yochal, 
right, where you have two lo yachals, two do not statements, then you would be hayachayv achilat chartan shtayim kmo kein alazag kmo kein alanavim lachim kol anavim yveshim. Each one would have both the independent lo don't eat and the kol asher yaseh vegefen don't eat. Right? If we had a pasuk like that, that makes sense. Right? If we had the one do not eat on these on the species or the shame, right? And then once general lo yochal, then we would employ, we would have applied two prohibitions. But since we don't have that, right, this kol asher yasemi gefen ayayin has the same lo yochal as the chartzan and zag, therefore we treat that as a lavsh b'cholos. At this stage, interpreting that to mean an implied prohibition. What does it imply? It implies things we already know, and therefore one does not get punished for that. Okay? So at that point, how many mitzvahs would you count? It's still tricky. You would still be up to, you'd still be counting five. Right? Because you still have Punishments for Zag and Chartzan, independently, right? Lachim Yaveshim, independently, and Komi Shratan Avim, whatever the first part of the Pasuk is, is, is prohibiting. Okay? Does that make sense? Right? Because we, no, we don't treat this as a Lav Shabbat or we don't, we don't consider the fact that this is a Lav Shabbat and therefore we just focus on what's explicit in the Pasuk, and that's going to get us to five prohibitions. Okay? And lo and behold, if you look in the list of the mitzvahs, both in the Sefer Mitzvahs, but I here have it from the, Mish- the introduction to Mishnah Zorah, right? Mitzvahs um, 202 to 206, there are five prohibitions. Okay? That should be pretty unsurprising, perhaps. But, okay, that's all perhaps intuitive. If we don't treat this as a lapse of or we're going to put it in category 3B, right, where we have don't do X and Y, and X and Y are the independent prohibitions, right? Everyone okay with that? I want to make sure that that's clear. Yeah, I'm getting some nods. Yes, okay, good. All right. But if you look in the, um, in two of the earliest, I guess, witnesses to the Sefer Mitzvot, meaning the two of the earliest readers who wrote about the Sefer Mitzvot, they tell us that the Rambam, there's a whole different picture than we have in our Mishnah Torah and in the Sefer Mitzvot itself. So Daniel Ababli, who read the Sefer Mitzvot in the first couple decades of the 13th century, Right, not so long after the Rambam died, he tells us the following. He says, What the Rambam wrote in the ninth Shorish. If you eat this Korban Pesach, right? It's a Lash B'chalos 3a, you only get one punishment. The Kazen Nazir, you only get one punishment. Right? Right? That's a, according to Daniel Babli, the Rambam treated Zag and Chartzan as a lavsh b'chlalos, 3A, not 3B, and therefore you'd only get one punishment. Even more. It's not just, he's not getting from 5 to 4, he's getting from 5 to 1. He's comparing it to, the, to, source number, to class number 2, which is a general prohibition that prohibits many acts. And he, and he says that's, it's, it's very hard for him. It does, he doesn't quite understand, right? Okay, so that's Daniel Babli's testimony. He's living in Syria, right? In Damascus. Fast forward 25 or so, 30 years later, whatever it is, to the Ramban, in the other end of the Jewish world, right? Probably wrote, wrote the Hasakos of the while he's still living in Spain, give or take. He tells us the following. 
Source number seven. Ra'iti lo, lo, meaning the Rambam, Besefer Hamada, he's talking about the, the um, list at the beginning of the Menina Mitzvos, Shemana Isure Nazir Mitzvos Rabos. In the, in, in the Mishnah Torah, like we have it, he counts the Isure Nazir many times, meaning five. Yain, Anavim, Lachim, Yveshim, Chatzanim, Zag, Chamesh, Mitzvot. But then, Chazar Bo Mizehasvara, Min Hasvara, Shekatav Khan, that Mishnah Torah evidence is different than what he wrote here in the Sefer Mitzvahs, right? The Ramban's commenting on the Sefer Mitzvahs. So the, there's a stira, he says, between the Mishnah Torah and the Sefer Mitzvahs. The Mishnah Torah counting five, and apparently the Sefer Mitzvahs, like Daniel Babli, had it counting one. Right? Why didn't he, in Sefer Amada, meaning the count in the, Sefer, in the Mishnah Torah, why didn't he treat the Nazir like Naamu Vashal? Of the carbon Pesach in 3a, counting just one. Okay, so, I, I, and he, he brings a riot from the Gemara, fine. But the point is that Daniel Babli and the Ramban are both telling us that in their versions of the Sefer Mitzvos, how many times does the Raman count the Surah Nazir? One. Just once. And therefore, it's not 3b, it is 3a. It's a lavsh bechlalos with many attached with a, B, don't do X and Y, but X and Y are only counted once, right? Not two, not five times. Okay. Wow. What's going on here? So do we have evidence that the Rambam, like, is this true, right? Is it true that the Rambam changed his mind? So the first piece of, so it's, is it mistaber? Like, does it make sense? Could you put it in source, in 3A and not 3B? Could you make it into one lavsh bechlalos where you get one punishment total? Perhaps, right? It doesn't, it's, not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right? There is some evidence in the Gemara that it might be that kind of logical follows. In fact, if you look in the enumeration, the, the Minyan Mitzvahs of the Chavetz Ben Yatzliach, who we talked about a little bit, not entirely sure where he lived, but let's say um, sometime around the, um, the turn of the millennium, right? the, we know the Ram had access. Chavetz Ben Yatzliach counts one, the Israel Nazir is one mitzvah. Entirely possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. We have evidence that, the Rambam, for, that people saying the Rambam did this. Right? So if you actually look in the ninth Shoresh, there actually is a little bit of evidence that I think the Rambam changed this text of the Ninth Shorash itself, changing Isuri Nazir from 3a to 3b. Okay, and that's, and that's the following. So if you look, when, when the, Rambam, the Rambam treats the Lav Shabbat and in great detail, and he tells us the following. He says, in, we, we discussed source number, type number two, which is a general prohibition. Type number three, who she have a love echad, Right? Don't do this and that. Right? Well, that's um, 3A. Right? Several attached prohibitions. One, um, right? He tells us, There's two types of this, of three, of version three. Right? There's, there's some more times you get punished for each one, then there's separate mitzvahs. Sometimes you don't, and it's only one mitzvah. So he says, "Vani eskor dimyonim rabim." I'm going to give you some lots of examples. Mishnei chalke amin hazeh hamein hasheni. I'm going to give you a lot of examples from this type of lavsh bechalos, both three A and three B. But hine afshar she eskor halavim mehen kulam asher mizeh hamin. Maybe I'll, in fact, might I'll give you? Maybe I'll mention all of them. Right? I don't know why he says that, but okay. So he's, he's very thorough. Achid ber ha'inyan hamichuvan hatachlita habiur. I know this is very complicated, and I'll give you lots of examples. 
So the first one is Korban Pesach. Don't eat Nam Vushal. We only count that once. Second paragraph. And in general, in this 3A category, where it's ABC, don't do X, ABC, but it's really just one prohibition. You only get one punishment. Um, we count that at once. There, Nagamar in Psachim, which we didn't actually see inside. Um, Gamkein Amar Abaye Achal Zag Lokeshtaim, Chartan Lokeshtaim, Chartan Lokeshalosh, Verava Amar Eno Loke Al Ela, Eno Loke Al Lav Shabachalos, Eno Loke Al Lav Shabachalos. Okay, so here in this 3A category, which would fit with the testimony of what the Ramban and Daniel Babli read it as, meaning as one mitzvah, not five, the Ramban the Ram, the Ram says, oh, there's also this case of Nazir. And then he throws in this line, Right? Okay, so this is a little surprising. Right? He's telling us he's going to lay them all out, all the different kinds of lavsh b'chlalos that you um, would, would fit into category 3A or 3B. And then in 3A, he throws this thing, which was five different mitzvos. Right? Why would that be? So the way the Rambam says, well, he's, what I'm talking about is the kolasher yaseh migefen I'm talking about that, the defending phrase that sounds like a lavsh b'chlalos, a general prohibition. But if you just delete that sentence, right, then it sounds like it would fit with the addition of Daniel Babli and the Ramban. That makes sense? If you take out this line that, oh, what I'm talking about is the, the kol asher yaseh megefen ayayin, and really what he's saying is all, he could very easily just have said, all Isirei Nazir are lavsh b'chalos, and therefore just one mitzvah. Right? So I think that the Rahman threw this line later and when he changed his mind. Because why would he put, discuss, and he doesn't discuss Nazir when he gets to 3B, when he gets to the times where it would count, where it should be counted, discussed at all. Right? Why would he discuss it in, just in, the, in 3A where, where you're only get one mitzvah and never discuss it when he gets to the cases where he's doing many mitzvahs? Furthermore, and that further evidence that the Rahman changed his mind about this, if you look in some of the early editions of the Sefer, uh, uh, let's take a step back. When you look, when we're doing like recovering um, early printings and early evidence, one of the things that's cool about early texts and first printing is they're not they're from perhaps from different manuscript traditions than the text that we have. So sometimes when scholars look at the printed edition, early printed editions, they'll say, "Well, there's a different text. It probably came from a different manuscript family that is lost." Okay. So in the very first edition of the Sefer Mitzvahs, there is a phrase in this discussion. That is somewhat surprising, and it's the following. It's in brackets here. You'll see. So, so the Ram the Ram says, Right, the Korban Pesach is one mitzvah. All of the Isra'i Nazir are one mitzvah. These manuscripts say. Because they're all just a detail of It's 3A kind of but one mitzvah. called Vash Mitzvah another which we didn't we're going to discuss, but that's also in 3A. We only count it once. Blah 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 blah. That's that's going to be mitzvah right? So here we have an addition. We have evidence, perhaps what it sounds like the Ramam originally wrote, right? That at one time Nazir was one mitzvah. 
right? If you, and I think this it's pretty clear that this, this bracketed phrase is original, and the Ramam himself deleted it when he went to switch to five. And I think that in the previous paragraph, he, he must have added in that extra phrase, because otherwise it would fit perfectly with this idea that we only have one mitzvah altogether. Right? So that's the Isra'i Nazir. I know this is a little complicated. Um, but I think you can see evidence of the Ramam changing his mind about how to understand Lav Shabachlalos and specifically applying it to these Yisraeli Nazir, right? And you can see how this Shoresh is incredibly important for counting Mitzvah Lotase, right? He's now added four more, and he's got to take them out from somewhere. So that's another big problem, um, right? That's a general problem with Minyan Mitzvah, so you have, you have an exact number. So I don't have a good answer as to like what came out, but it's interesting to think about, um, certainly it's pretty clear. I, I think it's, you know, I think we, can have to, we have to say that it's pretty clear the Raman changed his mind about this, and he put these four extra mitzvos into the, the 613, but didn't actually get to 617. Okay. All right, so that's, that's the first half of this year. The second half is totally unrelated, so if that was totally confusing, then hopefully this will be less so. Okay, I want to show you one other thing. We'll, we're not going to read all these the whole one page inside. Um, but I want to show you one other um, complication of Lav Shabachalos that is um, problematic for... Um, or is interesting to sort of see us um, some other some other side to. So, what I, th I I don't remember how I got onto this, but I, it seems to me that I was like, oh well, the Rambam. How does the Rambam? I want. I ask myself, count these mitzvos where he says um, this is a where the type two, what we've been calling type two lotshul close, a, a pasuk that answers lots of different things. Right. Does he count lo adam as like prohibiting you know all those other extraneous things that are not shot? Or what, what, what does he do with that? Maybe he doesn't list it at all. Like, what, what's going on here? What does he do? Lo and behold, he actually does something very curious in, in many of these examples. Um, and he says the following. So he says, he, so what's, so in the mitzvah 195, Lotase 195, he says, this mitzvah is, he sees Arnum, he zolel the sove the machal right? This is Ben Sora Mora, right? This prohibition of lo adam is the, Mitzvah of not being a Ben Sora More. Hold on, let's, what? That should be surprising. Well, I mean, that's one of the five, but why? So he says, he says, right? Don't be a Ben Sora More. That is not shot. I mean, it's only one of several options in the Gemara. The Ram, I'm very aware of this, um, right? And how could that be? Why would it be that Lotochul Adam would be applying to this? What does it mean? Okay, wait a second. The Rambam tells us there's a prohibition. He don't the lotase is lotochuladam, and we know that he gets punished by skila. What's going on here? What does the Rambam mean? It says We haven't actually got to this, but um, it's not so complicated, so we'll just say it very quickly. We should know this from anyone who's um, who's learned basically Sanhedrin or some other Mesechtos. Shekoma shachayv ba'akatuv karet omita beitin hu mitzvah lotase. Right? Anytime you get you have a capital punishment, a capital crime that has to be a lotase, except for zulat pesach bahamila kamoshi biyarn. Except for two examples where you have mitzvah lotase where you get punished for them. Okay. Im came if that's true, that every time you get a punishment you have a lotase. Since we know he gets, it's a capital crime, right? the, the onesh is explicit. Okay, 
Therefore, v'nishar shenach kor al ha'azhara lefishor hashenu. Therefore, we have to, we're going to have to be on the lookout for the azhara, the warning, where it says, don't do this, not just the punishment. Based on the rule, lo anashar katuv, ele imken, he's here. Right? Chazal tell us that there's no punishment unless you already were warned. Lashon, now it's a different Gemara. In Lashon Gemara Sanhedrin, azhara leben tzorah mora minayin, tamad lo mora lo adam, don't eat on the dam, right? Rotelamar, Lotochlu what does this mean? How does how are Khazal getting this? Lotochal Achila, Shibavialishpokdam, don't take a don't engage in consumption that's gonna lead you to these the um, murderous uh, tendencies of the Ben Soramora. Or it's gonna get you to um, capital punishment. Even though Zehalav who laughs Shabakhlalos, this is not, don't, don't be surprised by this. Well, he's telling us something very interesting here. That the, the, first of all, in general, we have punishments and prohibitions, azhara and onesh, but they don't both have to be explicit. One could be, the azhara could be a lav there's a very strange um, and twist on our lavish b'chalos. And this comes up, I think, four different cases in the Sefer Mitzvah. We're not going to go through every single one. Um, but for example, he says, kov from, um, you can't curse God. Right? 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 Right, the punishment of There's no, there's no distinct azhara. That could, how do we, what are the two readings of that? Is nodding. That, that word Elohim or Elohim refers either to Hashem or to the judges, right? So since that could be taken in two different ways, that would be a lav shabachalos, but we have a separate prohibition, a separate punishment to tell us it's a separate mitzvah. Okay, right? Fine. So there are, uh, there are a few other examples. We're not going to go through all, all of them. Um, although we started a little bit late, but the Ramban, so I just want to show you one other, um, one twist on this. The Ramban, um, when he's talking about the Ben Sora has a whole slew of problems with the Ramban. Um, and there, it's actually very dense. It took me a while to understand. I, don't, I didn't even understand the Ramban fully until I went back to the Sefer Chinoch when he explained the Ramban's kashas, and then you can see it in the, in the Ramban. But I figured I would just bring it here from the Sefer Chinoch because um, I think it's a little bit clearer language. So he says, Ramban, the Ramban has none of this idea of a lav shbechlalos that is too general. But if you have a skill, if you have a punishment, that punishment is going to be counted as a as a mitzvah. So he says, Uleolam yachzir leodas haram ufurash aloke ohalamumat velo milav shbechlalos. The Ramban doesn't um, put up with this idea. V'afilu yafarish hakatuv mitato me'apamim. The Ramban thinks you need lo anash His here means explicit prohibition, right? Not just oh, we can figure out what the prohibition is from some other pasuk. Right? You see the ambiguity in that phrase? Lo anash His here. What is the what is his here? Is that explicit or just as the Ramban would have it? Or the Ramban will say, oh, whatever. We can look for it, and it can be subpar. 
and he says, Velav Shabachlalos for the Ramban, Lo Yachshavu Lazhar B'makom Malkod. He doesn't think that's enough. Because we don't get Malkos for Lav Shabachlalos. Right? So therefore, it's not even good enough to constitute Azhara. Right? You can see why you could take both sides, I guess, of this argument. Of the Ramban's arguments, um, argument is pretty strong. Valkain Hu Amar Zal. Kikvar, therefore he says, oh, I'm going to find you a different Gemara for a Ben, for a ben Sora or More, right? Not only that, in the second paragraph, the Ramban says, because I don't know if you noticed, the, the Ramam says, you eat, you get, you get Misa, right? But the, the Ramban notes, Odiksha, in the second paragraph here, source number 11, Odiksha al-Harav, ma'amaro ki ben Sora yitchayev mita al-ro ribuya right, that he gets punished for eating, for eating too much. If in fact, if you know the Allah has been so remora, which I mean, thankfully it's not been so um, practical for most of us, but if you are aware of these halachos, there's actually a difference, right? The first time he, he goes out and eats too much, so then he gets makos. He does it again, then he gets misa, right? So how many mitzvot would that count as? Right? The, the Ramam is fully aware of this, and if you look in Hilchaz Mamrim, he counts... Um, he explains this exactly the way the Ramban does. So why doesn't he mention Sefer Mitzvah? I'm not sure. Um, but that's for a different Ben Sora Morish here. But for the, for the Ramban and the Ramam here, the, Ramam's, the Ramban says, well, if you get two different punishments, one for the first eating is Makos, the second eating is, is, is Misa, therefore, it would have to say, The first one, Vashniya, Ancha Misa, Right, that's punishment. Right, two different punishments. The Ramban would then count two separate lotases by the Ben Soramura. One, which is the first eating, which is punished by Makos. And the second eating, which is punished by Misa, is, um, is a separate, mitz- separate mitzvah. So, right? so, so too, the Ramban himself gets a lotase for eating chametz and a different lotase, which is a separate punishment, different lower caliber punishment for eating Taroves chametz. Okay, see the parallel there? Okay. Beniklo, fine. So let's just take a step back. What we have, the, 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 Ram, the Ramban says, well, I can't have non-explicit punishments. I have to have explicit, pun- sorry, non-explicit warnings. Both for the Ramban, both the Azhara and the Onesh need to be explicit. For the Rambam, he's willing to have a non-explicit warning as long as the onesh is explicit, okay? And that non-explicit warning for the Rambam could be a lash b'chalos, right? Like lo adam, or elokim elohim, lo tekalel, right? However you're going to understand that, right? And then, if, I'm not going to read them inside, but there are two other examples um, in, in the Sefer Mitzvot, um, in sources number 12 and 13. So I wanted to, uh, one thing I noticed um, is that, in fact, if you look in the Minyan HaMitzvot at the beginning of the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam seems to be aware of the Ramban's problem, right? Even though he quotes both the Azhara as a lavsh and the Lot and the Onesh as evidence of Zebra Mitzvah, when he cites the Pasuk in the Minyan Mitzvah, he only ever cites the Onesh Pasuk, almost except for one case, which is um, where he's sort of explaining the details. But if, for example, if you look in... Um, in source number 15, just Kuftzari um, Hey, 195. How do I know you're not supposed to do this? He doesn't quote the warning, the Azhara, of Lotaflu Adam, because that's not very good. It's not explicit enough. 
rather, right? Or um, another example where we have in source in Mitzvah Lotas, right? Which is there's no actual there's no actual azhara, no do not the only punishment. And the Ram, the Raman finds a uh, hint to it elsewhere. He says, "How do we know this?" Right? Or um, be pretending to be a false prophet. Lotase twenty six. Not to be a, punish, uh, a prophet in the name of a devotezara. He's always emphasizing the punishment. The um, is a um, he is the way we sort of explains it, um, and he quotes both both Sukkim because he wants to tell you the rule. But in general, he seems to be se- almost somewhat sensitive to the Ramban's problem. He's not sensitive enough to the Ramban enough to say, "Oh, I will need an explicit azhara." But the, it seems like the major source of the mitzvah is not the lavsh b'chalos or the you know a non-explicit punishment, a warning, but the the, the onesh itself. And so that onesh. Um, it's sort of like a that I thought was a, just a very um, surprising spin on the Lash B'chalos idea, right? That Lash B'chalos is I'm not even sure how to say this is almost like a mitzvah um, is not enough to sort of create an azhara, but it, a mitzvah itself when it's ambiguous. But in this in this kind of of Lash B'chalos, the non-explicit Lash B'chalos kind. We, it's sufficient to, to tell us and to create um, an azhara that is not the source of the mitzvah, but enough evidence to get over this hump of lo anash ela imkin. His here that we need a, uh, both a warning and a punishment in Jewish law to, uh, to put someone to death. Uh, so that's sort of another spin on this um, incredibly complicated subject of love sheba chalos. Is there any? So I said the other aim, this become multiple cases also? Yeah, so I didn't read those inside. If you look at source number 12 and 13, you can see the other um, cases where the Rambam is telling us, but Maka Aviv Imo, right, and Lotase Shin Yutet, where he says, oh, you know, there's, how do I know that you're not allowed to hit your, hit your parents? There's no Pasuk. So the Pasuk is, um, when, you, when you give Makos, so don't give more than 40. What? What does that even mean? Right? So he tells us, well, that's an Azhara. When, when the Rambam counts at Mitzvah, he says, oh, by the way, not only can you not give extra makos, you can't hit anybody. Kavachomer, right? If you can't hit a, a sinner more than he has to, Kavachomer, you're not allowed to hit anybody. Right? Okay. Fair enough. And then he says, by the way, um, that also means that, that since you can't hit anybody, then you can't hit your parents. So how do I know that's a separate mitzvah that has a separate onesh and a separate mitzvah, a standalone mitzvah, not just the mitzvah of hitting? It's the, we have this onesh, right? So that, so he sort of has this, he's able to pull these azharot, even when they're repeated, almost. Um, it's a lower level than the Ramban's requirement of a separate azhara, explicitly, plus a separate lotas um, punishment. Um, the, the Rambam is uh, having, uh, the Lashbukhalos ideas allows him to sort of have a subpar azhara um, to create, to create mitzvahs. All right, so that's what I wanted to cover in the Ninth Shoresh. Thank you uh, for indulging the great sure. details. Um, we will continue next week with...